the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, Christians have the same tendency. Uh, We tend to look uh, sometimes on the unsaved as not being worthy of being saved. You know, when we look at people who are not yet saved, we need to think in terms of not yet saved, that maybe they will be saved and pray that they are. And if appropriate, get involved in the process. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse, a look at God's Word one verse at a time. Featuring the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely, he's the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno on the web at highlands.us. And we're in an extensive study in the book of John. If you've been listening along, then you know that we're down to right around the 12th chapter, a little over halfway through this study. If you'd like to go back and listen to any of the past studies, for whatever reason, you can find them right on the website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And encourage your friends to join us for these daily visits as well. As we often do, as we start a new message in the series, we're going to get just a bit of review as Pastor Layton begins on this Friday. Chapter 11 tells us about Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, and we noted that that event marked the end of his public ministry and the beginning of the earnest plot to take his life by the religious leaders. We're only halfway through the Gospel of John, but the narrative has already progressed to the last week of his life and ministry. And all of the Gospels emphasizes the events and the discussions in this last week, the week we call Passion Week. Now, in order for us to begin our study today, let's begin by gathering the context. Let's, let's begin at verse 12 of John chapter 12. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. And so they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. They continued to tell people. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they had heard he had done this sign, this miracle. And so the Pharisees said to one another, you see that you are gaining nothing? Look, the world has gone after him. And so to illustrate in a way that the world was going after Jesus, John uh, introduces us to some Greeks in verse 20. Now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. None of the other Gospels mention this incident. It's very fitting that it's mentioned here in the fourth Gospel, because the fourth Gospel was written to present the truth of Christianity in a way that Greeks could appreciate and understand it. And uh, the word Greeks 
translates the word helenos, which describes a person who participates in Greek culture, knows the language, but it's not necessarily a person of Greek ethnic heritage or background. The Greek culture and language was the dominant culture and language of the Roman Empire. And so consequently, Scripture sometimes calls people from other parts of the Roman Empire uh, Greeks. So they were either Greeks by virtue of birth or as Gentiles, which were distinct from the Jews. Now, Jewish people are the descendants of Abraham through a specific line. Abraham through Isaac, but not Ishmael, and Jacob but not Esau. And in the Bible, Gentiles are everyone that's not Jewish. Now, this family that became a nation, the Jewish family, was the family through whom God promised to send his Savior. And that's one of the reasons why there is an unnatural hatred towards this nation and people. It's not natural. It's supernatural. It's from the supernatural realm because of of the fact that God has blessed the entire world through that nation and that people. Now today, most of the church is Gentile. But at first, the entire church was Jewish. And that makes sense. Jesus was Jewish. The disciples were Jewish. All of the early believers were Jewish. And they believed that Jesus was the Messiah that was sent to save them. They did not understand that Jesus was the Savior of the world. In fact, they didn't believe that God would be interested in saving Gentiles. Now, Christians have the same tendency. Uh, We tend to look uh, sometimes on the unsaved as not being worthy of being saved. And some of our young pastors, when they were before they became saved, some Christians may have looked on them and say, God will never save that one. And look what God has done. You know, when we look at people who are not yet saved, we need to think in terms of not yet saved. That maybe they will be saved and pray that they are. Now, this uh, so deeply ingrained was the uh, Jews' prejudice against Gentiles that they were slow to accept them as fellow heirs and fellow members of the body, fellow partakers of the promise of Christ Jesus through the gospel. I mentioned looking at Acts chapter 10, there's this interesting story. In Caesarea, there lived a Roman army officer, obviously not Jewish, named Cornelius. He was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. One afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. And the angel replied, your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. As soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, one of his personal attendants, and he told them what had happened and sent them off to Joppa. Now the next day, as Cornelius' messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. It was about noon, and he was hungry. But while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open, and something like a a large sheet was let down by its four corners, and in the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles and birds. Then a voice said to him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, Peter declared. I've never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. But the voice spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. The same vision was repeated three times, and then suddenly the sheet sheet was suddenly pulled up into heaven. Peter was very perplexed. 
What could the vision mean? Just then the men sent by Cornelius found Simon's house. Standing outside the gate, they asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, Three men have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry, for I have sent them. So Peter went down and said, I'm the man you are looking for. Why have you come? They said, We were sent by Cornelius, a Roman officer. He's a devout and God-fearing man, well-respected by all the Jews. A holy angel instructed him to summon you to his house so that he can hear your message. So Peter invited the men to stay for the night, and the next day he went with them, accompanied by some of the brothers from Joppa. They arrived in Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter pulled him up and said, Stand up! I'm just a human being. I'm a human being just like you. So they talked together and went inside where many others were assembled. And Peter told them, You know it's, it is against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. Cornelius said, Four days ago I was praying in my house about, about the same time, three o'clock in the afternoon, and suddenly a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. And so I sent for you at once, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of the good news, of good news for the people of Israel. That there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. And then he goes on to describe that he and the apostles are witnesses of what Jesus did in his ministry and his death and his resurrection. And in verse 43 he says, He's the one the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God, just like in Acts chapter 2. Then Peter asked, can anyone object to their being baptized? Now that they have received the Holy Spirit, just as we did? And so he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, in order for Peter to be persuaded to baptize these Gentile converts, God had to send an angel to Cornelius, a vision to Peter, and the Holy Spirit to the place where they were gathered. Now, that wasn't the end of the story because if you read on in chapter 11... Soon the news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea that Gentiles had received the word of God. But when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, the Jewish believers criticized him. You entered the home of Gentiles and even ate with them? There's an exclamation mark there. That's why I put the uh, punch in there. 
Then Peter told them exactly what had happened. In verses 5 through 17, recount the story. In verse 18, it reads, When the others heard this, they stopped objecting and began praising God. They said, We can see that God has also given the Gentiles the privilege of repenting of their sins and receiving eternal life. The early believers were surprised that God would give Gentiles the privilege of repenting from their sins and receiving eternal life. You've been listening to a daily visit from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno with the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely. We call it Study Verse by Verse, and he's in the book of John. I hope you can join us on Monday when we'll continue with this particular message. If you've been blessed by this series and by this outreach, would you consider joining with us as a financial partner? We are listener-supported, and we depend upon your prayers and your financial giving. You can give safely on the website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Have a blessed rest of your day and your weekend. Consider joining us on Sunday for a service. All the times are on the website again, highlands.us. We'll be back at this same time on Monday to study, once again, verse by verse. This program is sponsored by Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.